All right, something good has happened with Illinois basketball season. Two words. It's Georgie Bajanashvili. That's the voice of Scott Ritchie helping me with this because uh, Georgie Bajanashvili is the MVP of this team and is doing good things and is, uh, gives us reason to keep following Brad Underwood's Illini. Scott Ritchie will explain more in his weekly podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's Morning Show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Welcome back from Nebraska, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, well, at least there's no snow on the ground here, at least right now. It's cold. Now. You brought the cold weather back with you. I'm sorry for this podcast, uh, Inside Atlanta Basketball, being a day late, but Scott took his good old time coming back from Lincoln, apparently. Well, there's only so many options coming back. What do you mean there's an airport? There is an airport, but um, when you're traveling on a budget, the cheapest option maybe is not the quickest option. And that's what happened, that I didn't get back until... Late yesterday. Well, excuse you. It's Tuesday. Usually we do this on Mondays, and uh, we'll spend the next 20 or so minutes talking about all things Illini, starting with basketball. Uh, Scott was – and here's what surprised me, Scott. No one basically else was at the Nebraska game that normally covers the beat. What does that mean? Is is it that bad? Uh, Well, it's not great, clearly. Two and six is the worst start. Um since 1906-07, um, I don't particularly remember that season too well. Uh, so when your your main comp is, you know, one of the very first ever Illinois basketball teams in terms of win loss record right now, um, yeah, it's a little rough. That's where we're at two and six, and uh, Illinois plays again tomorrow, Wednesday, mm-hmm. at six p.m. in Chicago against Ohio State, and they're not favored. Against the number nineteen team in the country, and and this is uh, supposed to be the United Center game, right? And yeah. So am I going to see five or six thousand people uh, watching this thing? Unless things drastically change between now, uh, early Tuesday afternoon, and tomorrow six p.m. tip. Uh, took a look at Ticketmaster uh, just to see how many tickets were mm-hmm. sold because they give you know, they show like what seats are open denoted by little blue dots, and there's a lot of little blue dots on their graphic. I mean, the maybe a quarter sold right now, so that's about 5,000. All right, we've hit rock bottom, <laughs> is what you're telling me. Uh, is it going to get any better this year, Scotty? Come on, cheer me up a little bit. It's Christmas time. Yeah, uh, it could get better because, I mean, honestly, it can't get a lot worse. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's rock bottom, but... Uh, you can certainly see it from here. Um, I think rock bottom would have been losing to Evansville or till, uh, losing to Mississippi Valley State would just be, you know, cancel the year type bad. But So it's not all the way bad. There, there's my optimism. It could be worse. I gave Coach Underwood a little pat on the back for scheduling like he did. Now I'm rethinking that pat on the back. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> bad season to be have a bad team. Yeah, and I did the research today. I'm writing about it for Wednesday's News Success. Be sure to check it out. But there's only four teams out of four other teams out of the Power Six conferences that have played fewer games at home, the true games at home than Illinois. 
and you know, yeah, look at all the schedules. Also, a bunch of high major teams, and the the interesting comp is a Notre Dame team, similarly young, played its first, I think, seven games at home. Yeah. Only is only leaving South Bend today, Tuesday, to play Oklahoma uh, at Madison Square Garden for the first time. You know, out of the state of Indiana. But Brad Underwood, and I'll, I'll let the listeners read more about it. Don't want to give it all away, but he still prefers the type of schedule that he put mm-hmm. together. He wants to play good teams and get a a true kind of telling of where his team is at and through eight games where Illinois is at is not a very good place. Not good. All right, you got UNLV coming in Saturday. Uh, that game is going to be overshadowed, you would think, by a volleyball match. That would uh, send Illinois maybe to the Final Four. Yeah, well, of course, Illinois has to to get there first uh, and beat Marquette on Friday. But I'd say the Illini are the favorites, you know, to make the Elite Eight. And then, you know, fans can they want to go from one to the other. Illinois play basketball plays mm-hmm. UNLV at one o'clock at State Farm Center, so we'll park there and. After the game, take the bus over to Huff Hall for a 3 p.m. first serve, potentially, of course, between Illinois and either Wisconsin or San Diego. What's the bigger crowd on Saturday, Scott? Actual fannies in the seats. Well, basketball. It's even if why it's, do you why the mean looking face you just gave me? Well, it's just a it's a numbers i mean even if huff is completely full that's four thousand four thousand one hundred and fifty two fans if say farm center would only have to be then over a quarter full to not to like that's them. happened uh, it's, recently uh, mississippi valley state there were still more than four thousand people there for that game okay so uh, in terms of percentages the huff hall is going would be much more full than State Farm Center. All right, give me a bright spot of basketball. Come on, something has cheered you up about the first eight games. What would that be? Oh, uh, I mean, I, that's that's actually an easy answer, and it's it's Georgie Bajanashvili because, and I think I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but maybe on one of our radio shows on WDWS fourteen hundred AM. Tune in every night at five o'clock. Some sports talk or another. Um, but, like, when Illinois signed Georgie, I was like, is this just Matisse Vasile, but he played in high school, in the U.S. for high school for one year? Because, you know, he averaged, I think, eight points, a couple rebounds per game, was the fourth or fifth option on. I mean, it was a good St. Patrick's team in New Jersey. I mean, they, they played good, good ball, but uh, you just didn't know anything about him. But there's an argument to be made that. He might be Illinois' most important player right now, just because when he's on the court, the offense can you know flow through him, and it flows better. And you know either when he's either working you know, out of the high post and and you know distributing from there, or if he's you know getting a seal on the block and he's got some post moves and he's shown that he can finish at the rim, and he just needs to be on the court more to do so. He was in foul trouble again uh, at Nebraska and fouled out for the second game in a row and just didn't maybe handle the fouls as well as he did at Notre Dame. So his playing time is a little limited, but if you're looking for a bright spot, 
he is shining bright through eight games. You're one of two or three people that are covering the team full time. You like this kid. Yeah, I mean, he's gregarious and funny, uh, well-spoken, honest, because you know, he said himself son, after Sunday's game that just really they were stupid fouls that he committed. Like, And Brad Underwood had kind of hinted at their stupidity, but George just came out and said, you know, he made some dumb moves there. And he's kind of a dream player to cover because he says – what he feels and at the end not hasn't filtered that out yet. All right, I got a way to save the season. Beat Missouri. I mean that'll certainly engender some better spirits heading into mm-hmm. the Christmas season. And that's possible. Missouri okay. is not a no good a world beater by any stretch no of good. imagination. I think I mean it's clear that there's gonna be lots of interest and hype for that game, I think, on both sides of the rivalry. So maybe that type of atmosphere in St. Louis where the fan bases, I think it's safe to say hate each other. The players at this point might not have a lot of good feelings for one another simply because they were either teammates at one point or could have been teammates with you know, a few of them. And, but, uh, yeah, beat Missouri. No, uh, that wouldn't be bad. Scott Ritchie chats every week. This week, I think it's Thursday at com. Get your questions in if you're really mad at the Ohio State loss. Should they lose? Yeah. I mean, Sub, uh, put your questions in then. Uh, Wednesday's game just gives another opportunity for some some questions right. to arise. I'm not too impressed with Ohio State. I know you're a big Buckeye guy. I mean, I'm not. I They're ranked 19th. Ugly. Right now. But not I, personally. I dropped them to 25 in my in my poll. Um they're just barely hanging on because um, they're two road, true road wins, right? At Cincinnati and Creighton, which is a Pretty really good. good one. That got them. That got them ranked. Wait till they get some players, which they will next year. Yeah, uh, they're twenty nineteen classes. Yep, legit. And they're just sort of making it by this year with a bunch of role guys. Yep. In my opinion, they all they fit together though. They know their role and they all do it. So. That helps. All right, a lot of Big Ten teams ranked Michigan the only unbeaten. Got a kind of a tricky one at Northwestern tonight where they haven't won in a couple years, I don't think. Yeah, but. Well, so Northwestern's Welsh Ryan is open, right? Is it yeah. Look, it, does it look neat? Do we know? Yeah, I've seen some pictures of it at least. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it doesn't look like a high school gym anymore. Okay, that's too bad because I liked that look. It was, it was dated, though. Yeah, and, but I liked it. Like the concession area felt like a dungeon. I, I I was on press row. All right, it felt like a great high school super sectional championship game. <laughs> Every time Illinois and Northwestern played, Illinois would load up the place with fans. Yeah, well, the, even when Northwestern was good, it probably won't change. Um, okay, I don't know. Did you were you on the floor though? Mm-hmm, I was back on the floor. Yeah, back in the day. Um, not on the floor. Anymore. See, Scott Rich is now the beat. I was the beat writer twenty uh, eighteen years ago when. Everybody sat on in the press, sat on the floor. So when Bob Knight went by Ten Valentine and almost killed him, <laughs> I was feet away. Yeah, that today doesn't happen anymore. I mean, at Illinois, we're still on the floor, we're right behind the scores table and, and the benches. So, and I'm close enough to the Illinois bench that I can pretty much sure whatever right. Browner was says, which is good. And I'm trying to think, Michigan State, we're at least on the baseline. We're still on the the court, so. You can close it up to one bench. Um, 
I'm sorry, Scott, about that. Should I taunt you about how cool it was to be at Mackey Arena f- front row, Assembly Hall front row? Oh, gosh. Uh, Assembly Hall now, the, the Indiana Indian. version, they couldn't put us closer to the roof. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, like, I got like <laughs> a little steep, too. I got a little vertigo, like <laughs> looking down from my seat at one point. It's it's almost easier to watch the game on their giant video screen right. than it is because the players are tiny. That's the disrespect we reporters get these days. Yeah. It's all, all these, about money. All these it? places, except for Illinois, are redoing their arenas and then shoehorning the media somewhere that's not anywhere close to the floor. But we digress. Back to Illinois sports. Sure. We talked about volleyball. Let's talk more about volleyball. I mean, might as well. They're in the Sweet 16. They're the best team on campus. And yet, it's an 11 a.m. Friday match. How can ESPNU have that much control? Well, TV sets the schedule for everything. Like, And volleyball teams, programs, they want to be on TV. Probably should be on TV more. Uh, I think BTN mm-hmm. has done the conference a disservice by as few matches as they put uh, on TV. And I mean, all of them are on BTN Plus, but that's an extra subscription, and you got to stream it on your laptop. And I mean, like I have a forty-seven inch high definition TV, and my laptop is thirteen inches. I'd rather watch something on the big screen. I think lots of fans are like that. So TV determines it, right. and with you know where the the regionals are. I mean, the Stanford regional wasn't going to be in the eleven o'clock central start times that'd be 9 a.m. there so they're on the back end and it's what you got to do i guess to to get a little more national attention all right so they beat marquette and they beat what wisconsin i guess yeah i mean will talk will cars be overturned on green street saturday night what kind of celebration are we looking at i'm not sure riots will (laughs) i don't know if it'll go that far but um it's a oh. big deal. Scott. Yeah, I mean, it's a Final Four appearance. Like those don't happen to Illinois sports in general all that often. I mean, volleyball is the last one. Uh, in fact, I just you know to make the 2011 national championship game, match. But uh, I think there'll be lots of excitement. Uh, maybe you know the Spike Squad. You know, a little shout out to them. Well, maybe they'll go crazy on Green Street. Okay. I'll have to ask because if they are, like, well, I'll get some video or something. Sure. Put on. I'd like play. that. But it would be an exciting time. Of course, got to beat Marquette. Right. And got to beat, you know, probably Wisconsin. Last time they hosted uh, Sweet 16 matches, they did not uh, advance. Lost to Purdue, I do believe. Yeah. But that was at the State Farm Center. No way did they lose at Huff Hall. Well. Here comes the, the naysayer. I mean, I just I try to put facts out there. Of their three losses this year, two of them were at Huff. But obviously, on a fifteen match win streak, a lot of those right. at Huff. They're they're playing a lot better now than they were um, in October when they when they lost those lost three out of four actually, um, and then haven't lost since. So they're rolling, and it's with six Big Ten teams left in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean. Illinois' path was probably going to have to go through one of them to get to Minneapolis. So, all right, we'll uh, extend our coverage to Minneapolis. Should uh, maybe we'll do a podcast from the Twin Cities? Should they uh, go? And Scott Ritchie makes that trip too. 
Football, real quick. Uh, what do we know uh, since we last talked? Anything? Uh, I mean, a couple of offensive linemen have transferred. Okay, nobody uh, I've ever heard of. Yeah, Adam Solomon and yeah. Zeke Martin. I mean, they Ooh. were I mean, Beckman recruits. Okay. Uh, hadn't played much on the offensive line at all. Signing day coming up? Yeah, still got the same class as it's been. Okay. Uh, ranked 66th nationally, so I think Illinois is counting on making a push. I mean, that was part of Josh Whitman's deal, extend Lovey Smith when he did because there's – three big weeks of recruiting mm-hmm. uh, to go and haven't added anybody but December 19th it, right? is when it happens and the coaches are out and I saw Corey Patterson and Austin Clark and Rob Wright who stepped up into the linebackers coach role when Hardy Nickerson resigned they were all I believe in St. Louis today on Tuesday so and Austin Clark had been out in California I believe so they're they're getting getting around seeing guys so uh just gotta start adding them all right uh ap top 25 voter scott ritchie um what do i need to know about either the women's or men's polls well new number one on the women's side uconn yeah it turns out UConn, turns out they're still good at basketball shocker um and i think the rest of the the country probably is a little leery of them again because and they beat Notre Dame by 18, mm-hmm. and their leading scorer in that game was a freshman, okay. Kristen Williams, who was the number one recruit, and apparently for a reason, because she dropped things with 28 on Notre Dame. Um, men's side, Gonzaga still number one, Kansas number two. Uh, Gonzaga had a, got a few more first-place votes um, this week. Uh, Kansas almost lost, uh, but but didn't. Um, not a lot of change. Furman? Nope. Ranked number 25. I've had him for three weeks now. Yeah. Win at Villanova. Ooh. Furman, the Paladins. Mark Furman. Nah. <laughs> Different kind of Furman. Uh, this is a basketball team. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so shout out to Furman. Shout out all to right. Buffalo. Got all kinds of fun teams. In shout the out to Jordan Caroline. The Mountain West Player of the Week again from Champaign. There were rumors last year that he was going to come to Illinois for his final year. Yeah, those were rumors started by Illinois fans that were desperate for good basketball players. Is that players. right? Um, I, like, if he wasn't going to go to the NBA, why would he leave a top five team? His high school is right here. Yeah, but he didn't finish here. Like, you could say he'd go to Florida. Yeah, he went to, I mean, he finished high school at Montverde. But, I mean, Nevada, All right. 8-0. Right now, where they ranked number six, um, picked up a good win against USC. Never easy to beat USC. Well, it was in and Los whoever Angeles. they have. Uh, oh, that that raucous home court advantage yeah. to the Trojans. USC is going to be better <laughs> next year. They got like four or five star kids mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, going to be an interesting matchup though uh, on Sunday. Who might that be, Scott? Nevada against. Grand Canyon, so it's going to oh. be Finky versus Caroline, former teammates at one point back when they play. I read a story about it. They played on a, a travel team coached by Jeff Finky. I have that picture. Do you? We'll run that. <laughs> they are all both about nine years old. Yeah. It's in our archives. It's very funny. A very, a very young Michael Finky yep. and Jordan Caroline. That's funny. I'll get that photo for you, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Well, or you put it on your basketball page in Sunday's paper. We'll, we'll How about that? Out or, okay. Love it. All right, Scott Ritchie, we're uh, we're late this week, so we're going to cut it off. That's fine. Sound good? 
Yep. All right. Uh, we'll end this week with a win against UNLV. I understand. That's what you've guaranteed. Uh, I don't know that I've guaranteed that. I did for you. But it could happen. Okay. Read Sunday's paper for the latest. All right, Scott, thanks.